Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band or artist and we listen to all of the records and we rank them from worst to best. We also give our biggest banger from each of them and just kind of talk about them a little bit. So if you didn't did not already know, uh, we are doing Nirvana. So we're going to be ranking their three albums, uh, Bleach, Nevermind, In Utero. We're also going to rank Incesticide, the compilation, and their Unplugged live album because why the fuck not? Because we can do whatever we want. We're, we're Asinine Radio. So uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Spotify especially. Give us five stars. And five stars only. Go do it right now while you're listening. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. We also have a link tree on our in our bios. If you want to you know, find us that way, go do that. Um, we have a Discord server. Uh, join that. Hang out. You know, Talk shit like everyone else does. And uh, we have a phone number you can call. You can leave us a voicemail. Send us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. And uh, now that the boring intro is out of the way, let's get into um, to our album rankings. Nirvana. Unless you have a... Well, normally we do our six degrees of Tom DeLonge, but uh, I did not do it this week. I didn't do it either. Did you do it? No. Okay. So let's move on then. So then let's jump right into our album rankings with Nirvana. So like I said, we're doing five records. What uh, what is the worst Nirvana record out of I mean, all this? They don't they don't have a worst record. It's just like what is the least great? I guess yeah. At this what point, what is my really. least favorite right now? What's my least favorite right now? And these these change <laughs> these these. Let me tell you. Oh, let me tell you one thing, brother. These have changed <laughs> quite a bit since last time. I will say that. <laughs> Except for this look one, at my rankings from last time. Except for this one. Uh-huh. This one's always going to stay here because it's. It's not a record. That's right. Inc- incest, inc- incesticide. Incesticide. It's even too wow, hard to say. Low, so. Wow. <laughs> of course it's low. What are you talking about? That's stupid. Of course it's low. This wow. is this is an easy five. Easy five. It's just it's a comp. Material sub pop sold to Geffen and, and Kurt agreed to release the stuffs because the the songs were like circulating anyway, so they wanted to release a, a better version of everything. And there's there's mm-hmm. unreleased stuff here and and like I don't know. Old takes of songs and alt takes of songs, and it's it's fine. It's a solid comp of, of stuffs overall, and I will buy this on the vinyls. If I see it, uh, if I see it used, it's an easy pickup. That's I don't expensive. Know, I don't know if I'd buy it new, but I would I would pick it up used. I pick up pretty much anything I love used. Absolutely, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right. And uh, I don't know. There's four different drummers in this thing, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's right. True. And well, I mean, it's a comp. Yeah, what do you expect? But like, it's. People forget that Nirvana had four different drummers that recorded, and even with yeah. no Which promotion, one? though, this thing still sold five hundred thousand copies in two months. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's crazy. That's how popular Nevermind was. What? What? I, I mean, we'll get more into it later, but that's what blew my mind the most was how fast, how much, and how fast they were selling copies of Nevermind. I know, <laughs> fucking nuts. <laughs> fucking like they insane. couldn't couldn't keep it in stock. All right, so that is, so what's your uh, banger off of Incesticide? Oh, I I I mean I don't know. It's it's I don't really have one, honestly. Well, that's fun. Well, that's fun. 
<laughs> okay, okay, so so I'm then let, let's move on. Let's move on. So my my number five is Unplugged. Um, this came out after stupid. they did In Utero, so it has <laughs> what? It's so dumb. What? You're already so stupid with your rankings. <laughs> well, oh, no, I'm very God. smart. That's um, so dumb. <laughs> so yeah, Unplugged is my number five. Uh, this yeah, like I said, this has tracks from from all their records. And uh, and so and and quite a few covers as well. They had you know guests on it from uh, the guys from Mud Honey or Meat Puppets were on here. Um, it's it's just a great solid performance. You could tell Kurt is nervous and he fucks up and he he just admits it just straight up tells the audience yeah I messed that one up or should I do it this way it might sound bad if it sounds bad deal with it. So I just loved how kind of carefree that this entire record is and just to hear these songs this way is super fucking rad and i know you're gonna talk shit because it's not fully unplugged because they have pickups in the in the acoustic guitars this and that so i know well, kurt's plugged in so it's not even on fucking yeah. acoustic so this is fun um <laughs> so yeah unplugged is is my number five and and i will say i have all of these records on vinyl so i love nirvana so my my biggest banger right now off of this this live record is lake of fire i love the way kurt um, just as his vocals on this one, they're they're borderline bad, but I love him for it. It's it's amazing. So yeah, Lake of Fire is my is my banger off of Unplugged. So what do you got for number four? You ready for this one? I'm I'm kind of ready. In Utes, baby. In no utero. way. Yeah, I know. I know. No way. I know. All you've done for since we did this rec since we did in utero is talk shit on Nevermind. I know. I know. Wow. Okay. All right. What I think that's I think stupid. When we do, when we do, I mean, the only thing stupid here for sure is not having incesticide as number five. That's the only stupid thing for sure, because that's dumb. That's dumb to think a comp is better than like arguably one of the greatest live performances of all time. Stupid. <laughs> but that's okay. Well, I, I digress. The stupid. Well, you, you, you think this is one of the? You think Unplugged is one of the greatest live performances of all time? Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. That's and, wild. Nirvana is just a band that, like, I just, I, they've been around for so long, and and just especially us growing up, it, they've just been ingrained and in whatever. But like, I never got into them until like in utero we did that one, and that like really yeah. blew my mind. It fucking blew my mind. I could not believe that they can go from Nevermind to this, and <laughs> going back on in utero, it's kind of cheesy. It's cheesy because. They're backpedaling here by hiring Albini, and everything I've read, I mean, there's always two sides to a story, and obviously Kurt can't tell his side fully, but everything that I read, Butch and Andy, everybody said that fucking Kurt loved the final product of Nevermind. And so if you if you take that at face value, and even like Chris and Dave had said, like, yeah, dude, Kurt was okay with this part that everybody thinks that it shouldn't have been like this, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of things he was excited about. So if you take that at face value and then in utero comes out or they start to do in utero and trying to get back to the raw sound, that's cheesy, man. That's like you're just backpedaling here because you lost street cred and now you don't want to seem like sellouts. So what is one of your spicy takes that you were telling me, telling me about earlier? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's not that spicy, to be honest, because it's that's pretty much fact. That's what everybody thinks. A lot of people think that and that's. Like, come on! Clearly, that's what's fucking happening here. They're trying to regain some street cred after selling no, out. No, they are. Never mind. They are. With that said, this album is, is raw and unpolished in a way that was also just kind of unnecessary. Like, Steve is fucking great and captured the sound better than 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 all of their albums. But mm-hmm. 
okay. So his he's he's good at just putting mics into a room and letting you do you. A little lazy, but whatever. Well, he's also great at what he the does. performance. Producers are there for a reason. But like the reason they chose Steve is because they want to get the sound from their live performance. They want to get the sound of their Bleach era Nirvana. And so Steve yeah. just put a bunch of mics in the, in, in, in the kitchen and let Dave play drums. Great. I love it. This album is amazing. My only issue now is that the raw sound seems forced. It's, it's forced and unnatural, especially since they've just naturally become better musicians. Listening to a lot of demos and the rarities and all the live shit that I listened to this week, this band grew to be really tight in their later concert days. And it just happens naturally when you play in a band. That's just what happens when you play with people. You become tighter. You know everybody's mm. faults and you know everybody's strengths. So you become tighter. So to have somebody come in and try and capture the essence of Bleach on In Utero, like wh- what they're really asking here is just to put a mic in the studio again and to record directly like that. And that's fine. But this isn't a virgin raw sound from Nirvana anymore. They grew up and phased out. They cannot recapture the Bleach days because they're not Bleach anymore. They're done. You're right. Nirvana, You're or, right. never mind, has already happened. They are better musicians. They are better songwriters. They are better at playing together. So they cannot capture that raw sound because that raw sound does not exist anymore. <laughs> it's gone. So I don't know. I still love this album a lot, and it's just man, it was it was hard. It was hard to put this. It was hard to put this so low. I I felt really really bad, and I had to listen to it multiple times. And it was just, it, it's just because of those things, those little minor things that that it had to fall somewhere. That in utero kind of seems fake to me. Wow. Oh, I know. So nasty. That's it's tough, so, man. I mean, it's you... so sacrilegious. I love Steve Albini <laughs> so fucking much. And ever since we did in Euro, dude, I've just been like, yeah, I adore him. We pray oh. we praised that record so much when we did when we did it on the pod. I mean, I'm not even gonna fuck around here. It, everything from here on that's perfect three. These are all perfect albums. That's oh my god. Obviously, dude. there's no there's no no hiding that. It's, it's silly to think that that Nevermind's not gonna be a perfect album. That's dumb. Well, I don't know about that, We're dude. Pretending. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's pretend. <laughs> We're pretending. My uh, my my number four is uh, Bleach. Bleach is my number four. Their first record. Uh, this one obviously it just has that raw kind of punk sound. They've always talked about how, or they they have talked about how they were inspired by you know bands like Melvins because that that super fuzzy kind of tone um, that Buzz has, and you hear a ton of that on Bleach. I mean, and and this this album does not stop. I mean, there's no there's no there's no real, there's no lull on any part of this record. Yep. It drives the whole fucking time, and it's really cool too because it only it, this album costs six hundred and six dollars, I think it was, yeah, something like that, and they recorded it, I think, within a couple of days or maybe a week or something like that, super quick, and it's just it's remarkable, just how fucking amazing this record is, and just the heaviness mixed with the melodies. Kurt could write. He was so great at writing pop songs. He he was fucking awesome, and he was great at at bringing out the the raw fucking energy and the tones. And ah, dude, Kurt was he was something else. He was so unique, so fucking unique. His music is is amazing, and and every Nirvana record sounds so different from the other. And I just love how how kind of just wild bleaches, just three guys. Well, yeah, because what's his, Evermore wasn't. He was in the band, but he didn't play on the record. So I think he was the really, one that fronted the six hundred dollars too, he did. and that's why they yeah, put J- him on the the jack because they felt bad and he didn't even play yeah, the album. Jason Evermore was he was in the band, but yeah, no, he funded the record, but he didn't play on it. So yeah, they just put him on the cover, and 
I don't think they 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 didn't credit him. I don't. In the early days, they credited him, but I think on later pressings of vinyl and and CD stuff, they they took him off eventually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If he only funded it, he didn't play on it. Why would you credit him as a songwriter? They better give him his fucking six hundred dollars back. Tell you that much right now. (laughs) Don't think about it. It's true, Uh, but yeah, Bleach. Honestly, man, any of these records, all these records are so interchangeable, just depending on my mood. Um, Right now, my favorite song off of this is Negative Creep. It was a toss-up between Negative Creep and School. I fucking love both of those songs. And same with Mr. Mustache. That's another one. That That's a sleeper right there. That one is... That's a forgotten track, Mr. Mustache. And uh, that one hits fucking hard. But Negative Creep was, was my biggest one. It's Dude, it's a, it's a great fucking punk song. And he just like screams and wails. It's a it's a wild fucking song. So yeah, Bleach is my uh, is my number four right now. So what do you got for number three? I, I will say too that these... These changed a lot this week because of just this is this is where I'm at right now. This is what mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm liking. I'm enjoying at the moment. I don't know. We we're coming off the Sabbath week, so so my number my number three is Bleach. And okay, this was this is high. I think last time this was four. I think last time I had Incesticide, Bleach, Nevermind, Unplugged, and In, in Utero. And I think that I think, yeah, that's what you did. So Bleach, solid album, dude. These kids like who grew up on classic rock, then metal, then punk, like transitioned to this hodgepodge of all these sounds. This album is purposefully sloppy and disjointed at times. Negative Creep is a good example of that. The song, like mm-hmm. at first, you listen to the song one time, like, dude, that was fucking a mess, man. But then it's like, <laughs> no, that it's not actually. They're playing pretty damn tight. They are they are a bunch of kids that are really tight with each other and know how to how to like bounce off each how to riff off each other and that song is really tight and even when you hear him play it live it's still pretty damn tight for being such an insane song yeah it really is just all the the feedback on kurt's guitar on that song too and just uh it's just nothing about this song is perfect and i love it for it and these songs go from like like fast punk metal to like psychedelic rock covers even like yeah. Scoff has a little surf rock tinge to it. There's a lot of different things going on in this album that is that I had never picked up on until this week, to be honest. Until actually I heard it last week when we did the, when we were first in the grunge season, and yeah. then diving deeper into this one because as of now, I guess this is the only official Nirvana that we haven't dove into. But um, that's true, yeah. Man, this is this is an amazing debut record. Absolutely nothing wrong with this. About a Girl is my favorite Nirvana song. That's just I I love that song so much. It's just a perfect sneak peek at what Nevermind is going to sound like, because mm-hmm. it's an amazing melody with power chords. It's endearing, but still kind of angry, a little angsty. And then I read this week, which I never knew, or unless I forgot. But unless we talked about it, but I read that the girl who the song was about, like an early girlfriend of Cobain, didn't even know this was about her until like many years after he died. Really, I didn't know that. And like that's gotta hit pretty fucking hard, right? You're like one of Cobain's yeah. first girlfriends, and all of a sudden, like it comes out. Oh yeah, that song's about you. She found out like that's 15 kinda, years after he died. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Shit. And while not as great as like Grohl in, in the songwriting category, dude, Chad has a mm-hmm. lot of really, really rad drum parts on this album. Like everything he did on this album complemented the sound and never took away from it. He was the perfect drummer for this era of the band. He, he keep was. up, but did not outshine. And also to bring up Mr. Mustache, dude, that metal type riff, dude, that's like I was gonna uh, say, yeah, that's fucking Sugar Ray right there. That's a uh, Mean Machine. That sounds like Mean Machine. Like Sugar Ray took a page out oh, of that. Oh, okay, I guess so. Yeah. Wonder if we can get our boy Murphy on this. Shed some light on this. Oh yeah, that hot take here. 
we we could always reach out to him. I mean, he's he follows us on on Instagram. We should ask him about it. We're best see friends. if there's any correlation between the two songs. Because dude, they're very very similar. And yeah, it's just like a chuggy kind of open E riff there. But it, it's kind of like a winky metal riff, though. It really is. It's it's very it's very similar. Bleach was a uh, Bleach was a surprise to me. I thought Bleach was going to be like a throwaway. Oh, that's that's a good one. Yeah, I'm pass on it. But listen, besides the album of the week, Bleach I listen to the most, second most. Yeah, it's just like when you throw it on, you're thinking, okay, it, it's it doesn't have the polish of Nevermind, it doesn't have the craziness of Inutera, but but when you throw it on, at least for me, I mean, I've listened to Bleach hundreds and hundreds of times, but every time I I when I listen, I'm I'm excited again. I, I forget like kind of just how much energy. There's so much goddamn fucking energy on this record, that 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 is not, and it's not the same on Nevermind and Inutero. It's it's the amount of energy and the just how intense all these songs are and 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 also with chad channing on drums he there are moments where it kind of sounds like he's about to fall apart like he's not because he's not a perfect precise drummer i wouldn't say dave Grohl is is that but he's more so that than chad channing and he holds it better he holds it together better than chad ever did right so there are moments on bleach where it does sound like it's just gonna crumble but yeah pulls it together and yeah, dude, this is the bleach is something else. It's just, I mean, like, like you said, like these, these, obviously, these have changed, and I was, I just, I fell in love with In Utero after we did it, and it was just, it blew my mind in a way that, that not a lot of records really blow our minds because we do a lot of things that we love anyway. Yeah, but like the Descendants is one of those things. Like In Utero is one of those things that really blew my mind, and I think just I, I've been in this weird like metal phase, Sabbath, and like I'm in love with UFO right now, so. Just like a lot of a lot of that heavier, more aggressive guitar stuff, I like. But Bleach is Bleach is weird because it's kind of like you can still hear like the pop in them. You can still hear like the pop in them there. All right. So, what what was your biggest finger? Was it Scoff? What'd you say it was? Oh no, about a girl. Oh, about it. Oh, duh. Yeah, that's your favorite Nirvana song. Duh. Yeah. All right. So my number three is Nevermind, the album of the week. So uh, it's kind of low, but that's why fine. That's, you're, God, it's so annoying. <laughs> so what do you got for your uh, number two? Why Why do you think that Incesticide is better why? than fucking Nevermind? That's dumb. You're, you're being dumb right I, now. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. <laughs> so what do you got for number two? I don't even know. Who, who even cares? Honestly, who cares? <laughs> who cares? It's unplugged, unplugged in New in New York, <laughs> New York. Yeah, I didn't want to talk about this anymore. To be honest, it's so <laughs> stupid. It's so stupid that you've been aside so why it's dumb. I can't believe you put Nevermind as your number one. Oh my God, you're you're out of your mind. Why? Because I, yeah, I, I don't I don't pretend things are great because they're popular, like like other people. Not mention names. Not mention <sighs> names. Nevermind's my number three. I didn't, I'm not about? even talking about you. I, I know what you. you're doing. I know what I'm, you're I've doing. I've never even said you. I've known you for fucking over 20 years. I know what you're doing. This is a this this is doing. this is a super dope show because this shows the direction Nirvana were heading in, right? Huge speculation about what the next Nirvana album would have sounded like. And it's pretty damn clear that they were going to like essentially reinvent this folk scene. That's where they were going. That's what Unplugged yeah. is. Unplugged is a fucking fantastic folk album. With the Nirvana tinge to it, these songs are honest. They're uncut. They're like nude. They're just bare bones. And you hear Kurt trying to sing and add things to his voice that he just can't do. But he does it anyway. Because fuck it, who cares? That's what I want to do. That's how I'm going to do it. (laughs) 
And yeah, Lake of Fire shows off his chops at doing this country style thing that just sounds like shit, man. Mm-hmm. But God, I'll fuck, man. If he's behind it, I'm behind it <laughs> because. I, oh, what I what I what I also love about Lake of Fire is that it is Lake of yeah, it's Lake of Fire, where he uh, he's he's doesn't have the confidence in his own voice to where he's like, I can't play guitar. Let me just sing it, and it's the only time during that performance where he just sings and has other people play guitar, has Pat. And then one of the guys from the meat puppets, I think it is play guitar for him. Cause he just wanted to solely con- like focus on his vocals. Yeah. And uh, I, I just love that. I just love the, the passion, the just how it, dude, the, the, the album, the album is so intense, man. Fuck. I love it. It's not unplugged. It's not, it's not unplugged. Know, his Kurt demanded that his guitar be plugged in. He was plugged into a monitor at least. But he also ran through a bunch of pedals, so it's not. Well, like he, a well, he had a he had a pickup on on his guitar as well. Like Pat, Pat, I don't think Pat had a um had a pickup on his. Kurt was depl- had, Kurt he, was plugged into pedals. He was oh, he was. Yeah, pedals. no, he was. That's not unplugged. Yeah, I know he was unplugged. Is you not plugged? <laughs> so when you are plugged, that's not unplugged. But whatever. But also it, the the performance itself, right? MTV unplugged. All these mm-hmm. bands that are, are used to doing three, four different takes and then choosing the best ones and camera tricks. And I was like, no, fuck that. We're going to do one thing. That's it. We're done. Call it a day. And like the way it was set up, the stage, right? Mm-hmm. It looked like a fucking like funeral, like like they said. Like all these weird candles and everything. It's like, why do you want to look so sad? He's like, I don't fucking know. It looks cool. Who gives a shit? And they wanted, they wanted, certain, they wanted certain flowers to be on stage. They wanted a chandelier. Yeah, and so so and the flowers that they chose were like I think they are funeral flowers. They're meant to be to be placed, um, you know, at a not a morgue but a mortuary, and everything like that. So they, that was all intentional. And the red, like the the red velvet looking kind of everything, it had that red tinge to everything. And oh man, dude, that that performance is is unreal. It Fucking is unreal. unreal. And there's, it's so good. And and after listening to like a a lot of Nirvana this week, they do blues songs really, really well because they capture the essence of what, you know, these older Delta blues guys were doing. It was just very emotional and Kurt was very emotional. And so they do blues songs very, very well. And so when you hear them do or close out the show and he's just like screaming and I don't know, it's, it's, it's the best. Like the, 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 where did you sleep last night? Like, the way that ends is it's done. Oh, it's God. it. It's the, the it's way it, he all. wails. The way he wails, man. Oh my God. It, it makes the, the hair on my neck stand up, the back of my neck stand up. And really like, it's not, he's just not a great singer. No, and he's just no. not. And like, that's, that's what makes it so amazing is he's just a, again, a musician's musician. This is a guy that says, fuck it. This is how I want to do it. I don't care if it sounds like shit to me. It sounds great. And I'm playing this for me anyway. So fuck you. And then yeah. just does it. Then it sounds like shit. And we eat it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard and then I heard they wanted to do an encore. They wanted Nirvana to do an encore. And Kurt's like, no, I can't, that was the best thing I ever fucking did. I can't do it anymore. We're done. And then he dies like three months later. <laughs> oh, that's not yeah. funny though. I don't know why I laughed. Yeah, that's not funny. Funny the way you say right, it. And, and and then how people have said uh, you know, that it, it was this whole concert was like a foreshadowing of his death of it, because you know, with the few, with the flowers the candles, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's like, come on, get the fuck out of here. I mean, hindsight's always just... like twenty twenty, as they say, right? So when when yeah. something happens, you can look back and say, oh, these are things leading up to that. 
it's like you're missing all of the the 99 other percent of things that did not lead up to this so like you're just <laughs> cherry picking here so no i don't i yeah. don't believe i don't see any of this foreshadowing whatsoever even in the i don't have a gun part and then the yeah that, that that's the about. dumbest one well it's not the dumbest one but that's just a dumb yeah thing but uh okay so that's your number two and your favorite was your binger was what I, I like Lake of Fire. I do. Oh, I like Lake, Lake of Fire, Fire okay. because he sounds like complete shit. He does not sound that good. <laughs> He's doing this country thing, like I said, with his vocals, and it's just it's just not working, dude. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't fuck. I'll, I'll eat it up. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> the part when the part when he sings, oh my god, what does he fucking say? Fourth of July. Yeah, the Fourth of July. Oh my god, I I had the line in my mind, and so then I just I wasn't able to say it. Yeah. Oh, man. Where do bad folks go when they die? It's just when he tries to hit those high notes, it does not work. I know. I love it. I know. And I do, like, who cares, right? Like, God, man, like, why can't more musicians take chances? Why can't more musicians do something that, that makes them feel uncomfortable on stage in front of people? He already feels uncomfortable just playing in front of people because he just has that kind of like anxiety, especially in this era of the band. Yeah. But like, why? I just don't like. Why can't more musicians be adventurous on stage and try new things and, and do things that make them look stupid? I agree. Man. I I agree, man. He was uh, one of the most unique frontmen of all time. And to think that like Nirvana did anything to make themselves look stupid is is crazy to begin with. Anyway, right? Like Nirvana did something mm-hmm. to make them look stupid. No way. They were so serious. It's like no, they, they were not. Most of the time <laughs> they were serious, but they had a lot of really really goofy moments. Yeah, I mean, both on stage and interviews, like Kurt was always trolling people. You know, yeah. he would always do things. There's the there's the performance where they wanted. I think it was was it SNL. They wanted they wanted them to play Lithium, and they didn't. They said, "Do not play Rate Me." So he started playing Rate Me, and then he transitions into it. But just like things like that, he would he would do things just to like make people really nervous and just to fuck around with people. And I loved it. Kurt was great. So my number two is In Utero. It is, right now my number two is In Utero. And uh, what, does, does this upset you? It, because I, I I thought we were doing real rankings, but like now I realize we, you thought we were doing joke rankings. So I can redo my <laughs> rankings real quick if you want. And then we'll do joke rankings after your number one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in utero, I mean, we, we already touched upon this quite a bit, actually, you know, on this episode, as well as breaking down this record extensively um, a couple of years or like a year ago. Um, but I mean, just Steve Albini's... <sighs> The way he he created this record to get those sounds and everything like that, it's remarkable. And and then reading about how quickly they recorded this, they recorded this record in two weeks, two fucking weeks. They recorded it took it took two months to record Nevermind, and a lot more money. I think it cost a lot more money to create Nevermind than it did uh, in Utero. I could be wrong on that, but time period wise, it's, it's just it's the this in Utero is such a unique record in. And how nothing is super loud. Oh, I wouldn't say loud. It's not. There's nothing super heavy on this record. There's a lot of just weird sounds, weird kind of unconventional playing by everybody, not just Kurt, but even by uh, Dave Grohl. Just some really interesting parts, and man, dude, everything. It's just a wild record. In Utero is nothing sounds like nothing sounds like this record. Nothing at all. It's well, like I mean, nothing sounds like any of the records. Well, true, true. But I've, In Utero is the one record that stands out from everything they've ever done. Like sonically, sound-wise. No, I think it's their most... Mind. Bleach, Bleach I, could, I, could, I could hear that because that's, 
Yeah, whatever. Soundgarden is kind of doing the bleach sound pretty well. Exactly. But, but Nidoro has Come something on, else. That's silly boy talk. So does Nevermind. But Nevermind has that polished tone. The songs, so just, yeah. Just are, production wise, I guess Nevermind is like other things. But I mean, bands have been doing raw albums and, and live cuts. Why well, no? But far before. But up until Albini was doing it. But up until in utero, nothing sounded like in utero. Even since then, what record sounds like this? Sounds like it. Nothing does. I mean, Surfer Rosa sounds like in utero. It's, no, it doesn't. No, yes, it, it does. doesn't. It's raw. It's I just listened uncut, to it last week. You didn't listen to it. I listened to it. Okay, well, well that's so I'm right. Wrong, but okay. <laughs> Surfer Rosa is fucking great, but. In utero is it's way crunchier. It's way more experimental than Surfer Surfer Rosa is. That's no, 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 no. Mm, you clearly did. Maybe you may listen to Doolittle. I did listen, did not to, listen it. to Surfer Rosa, and I loved it. I love Surfer Rosa. I, I can't believe it's taken me this long to get into that record. That's like, it's fantastic. Talking. It's crazy. It's crazy good. In utero, anyway, is nothing, yeah. nothing. It's not reinventing the wheel, especially not the way Nevermind did. So that's a fact. Nevermind only did because of of the time and play of the time. That's the only reason why. Okay, okay. that's that's everything. Time and place uh, is everything. That's that's like that's okay. like the people that say, well, if Albert Einstein didn't do this, somebody else would have. Okay, well, they didn't. He did. Come on, <laughs> what is, that means nothing. All right. Well, my my banger right now, my biggest banger off of In Utero is uh, Radio Friendly Unit Shifter. Uh, that guitar riff really, really did something to me this week. That it's just it's that 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 not choppiness, kind of like the little chigga chiggas in there. It's uh, it's it's a really cool riff. It's a fucking solid, solid riff. And then all the the weird like feedback that he does during other parts of the song, and uh, dude, and it's not even really a melody. It's like what is wrong with me? It's like he's just talking he's not even really singing he's just talking and it's so lazy and it heavy at the same time i i fucking love love that song so that's my biggest banger right now off of in utero okay <sighs> so uh <clears throat> your number one is never mind obviously so we'll move on from that so my number one as of today is incesticide the compilation record and that upsets you i know um because I do have just, this on vinyl. It's just what? wrong. Because it's it's just wrong. It's a great it's fucking record. Wrong. I know it's a comp. I get it. I know it. I know even it, as a comp. a comp, these songs are not as good as a whole as Nevermind. These songs as a whole are not as good as Unplugged. They're not as good as In Utero. They're not as good as Bleach. I think what I I think what I liked so much about this record this week, and what I've always liked, is is how simple and just pop driven this is. This is this re- this is compilation is the most pop driven thing that they've ever released. What are you what, more so than never mind? More so than never mind. Outside of like, you know, um uh You were absolutely Aero Zeppelin wrong and Mexican, so many Mexican seafood. No, to say this on. is more pop driven than, than never mind is just Well a lot of them bonkers. are. Look, look at the song Sliver. Bonkers. And then the cover the turnaround cover from what is it, Devo, I think? You know, Son of a Gun is another like pop hit as well. Um the the uh, the full band version of Polly, which is fucking super rad. That's come on, that's a straight that's, up pop song. That's less pop than the one on Nevermind, though. No, that's not true. That's stupid. That's silly. What are you talking about? It's a stripped down version that's just basic. That's just that's just structured around the melody only. Is less pop than the one where full band comes in and rocks harder. I don't understand that logic. It is less pop. It's not. It's not like a. It's not a pop driven song. On the Poly is on more. On is less pop than the version on Nevermind. That's not never, true. Nevermind is focusing not. solely on the melody. We'll get into that when we get into Nevermind then. 
clearly. You're just, we're going to get you, into that. You, you, you are, you've literally never been more wrong than right now. <laughs> Honestly. Right I say now, that, a, like I say I that said. a lot. I say that a lot because you're wrong so fucking much. But ranking Incesticide as your number one, better than all of the Nirvana records, is both wrong and just, and just kind of like a... Kind of disgraceful to the ranking system, to be honest. It's a little disrespectful. <laughs> it kind of it's bothers not. me. It does on a, on a deep core here. Like I said, the the all of all five of these albums are are interchangeable, and it's totally based off of my mood. And I I had the most fun. I <laughs> most fun listening <laughs> to Incesticide. It's such a fucking week. good. <laughs> what? So your mood must have been stupid this week then. <laughs> stupid rankings. <laughs> But yeah, no, Incesticide, it's it, it's a great comp. I recommend anybody who's never heard it, go check it out. There's some true, true, absolute bangers. Well, all their songs are pretty much bangers, um, if not beyond bangers. my One of my favorite Nirvana, actually my second favorite Nirvana song is from Incesticide, and it is Sliver. Sliver is a simple, straightforward kind of rock punk song, and it's fucking catchy. It's stupid. It's It's repetitive. And I just love it for that. I love that. I love the simplicity of it. So yeah, Sliver. And they actually made a music video for this uh, for this song, which is I thought was interesting back in the day. But yeah, Sliver is uh, is my banger, and Incesticide is my favorite Nirvana record as of right now. Hmm. Okay. I don't make the rules, man. I don't make the rules. So you, you just break any... them and don't follow them. Yes, gotcha. <laughs> okay, that's that's stupid and wrong, but. Um, all right, is that all we have on the rankings? Something? No, no, that is it. Okay, so that is it. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's all. All right. Well, all thank we you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Five stars only. Tell all your friends because we are the best podcast ever. And stay tuned because we are getting into Nevermind by Nirvana. And that's it. That's all. Chris, <laughs> that was a.